0: Last week we were talking about food and feeding the hungry, and today Jesus' emphasis is on water. Why do we bother to feed the hungry and give the thirsty something to drink? Well, first of all, because Jesus said so. So all those times when you were a child and your parents said to you, because I say so, it's biblical. You have sometimes just to do things because God says I said so, and so we do it. But it's ironic when we look at it just why we start with food and water because it's hard to focus on anything else when you're hungry and you're dehydrated and yet in the world there are massive shortages of food and potable water for people to drink much less to bathe and be clean and so we are called as people of God to ensure that the thirsty have something to drink and water is vital we can last longer without food than we can water in fact science tells us that about 60% of our bodies as adults is water it's higher it's about 75% when you're Isla's age babies are mostly water it's incredible and it's wonderful that's why they're so bouncy and bubbly they're water And water is incredible, right? Water makes us feel clean when we feel gritty and dirty. Water makes us feel refreshed when we are hot and we are thirsty. Water reminds us of God's grace. In Scripture, water is mentioned over 700 times. So many of our biblical stories involve water to the point that it even begins in Genesis with God ordering the waters of chaos and bringing forth creation. Life started in the water. And there, God goes on to rescue through the waters, freeing the Israelites through the waters of the Red Sea, bringing them to salvation, bringing them into the promised land through the waters of the Jordan. Constantly, water is a theme. In fact, if you pay attention in the Old Testament, you'll find that so many intriguing encounters happen while getting water. Someone goes to a well, and next thing you know, they're engaged. It really is a biblical dating bar. You can go there and meet your wife or have your servant pick out your, da- your son's wife for you. All kinds of things are going on. So if you are paying attention in the Old Testament and then you get to the New Testament and Jesus shows up at a well and so does the Samaritan woman, you're thinking, go Jesus. <laughs> Not the same way. In fact, he asks her for a drink of water and she says, why are you even talking to me? I'm one of those people that your people hate. Why would you even talk to me, much less take water from me? And Jesus uses water to get into a very deep conversation with her about getting the water of life, the water that he represents, that he is, that if we have Jesus, we will never be thirsty. And that's not because our bodies will suddenly become superhuman and we won't need water. But instead, it's because in Christianity especially, we are called to ensure that those who are thirsty have water. And if you've had a little child who gets thirsty, the entire world comes to a grinding halt until you find a water fountain. Because the water is so important. And when you want water, you want water. I understand the sugary drink thing. But let's be honest, we need water. And so as I've been thinking about water all this time, I came across this really nice baptismal song. I'm going to sing for you. I've been staring at the edge of the water. As long as I can remember, never really knowing why. I wish I could be the perfect daughter, but I come back to the water, no matter how hard I try. Every turn I take, every trail I track, every path I make, every road leads back to the place I know, where I cannot go, where I long to be. See the line where the sky meets the sea. It calls me, and no one knows how far it goes. If the wind in my sails on the sea stays behind me, one day I know. If I go, there's just no telling how far I'll go. you are watching a lot of Moana in my house. Can you tell? A lot of Moana you're welcome. So as we've been watching Moana, and it's this great Disney film about an empowered young woman and water and how she's continually called to the water, we are constantly called to the water. We are called to remember God's grace conveyed through water. We are called to remember that through the waters of chaos and the waters of bondage, God liberated us. We are called to remember that God seeks to provide for us. We who are mostly water, God gives us water. And in this country, we are really, really blessed with water. We can turn on faucets. If you don't like the faucet water, you can go get bottled water. And you go into the grocery store, and you're basically picking the bottle you want to be seen carrying. Right? If you want to be looking at Fiji all day, you got it. Instead of having to struggle for water water. And we forget that there are people all around the world who still struggle for water because we have it so abundantly. One of the things that really touched my heart after the hurricane hit Texas was that Anheuser-Busch actually closed down its brewery and stopped brewing and canning beer to send clean water. That's an incredible thing for people to decide that they are going to make an intentional move to provide people with water. And water is so foundational. Every single human being was nurtured in the water of the womb. God uses this image repeatedly in the Old Testament too. How central water is to us. That it is not only our beginning, but it is the way in which we live. It is the way in which we revive our faith. And whether you've been baptized or not... Hopefully, when you see baptismal waters, you're reminded that this is but a sign of God's presence and grace for us. That water still changes lives. And that we have been given an incredible gift in the waters of baptism. I don't remember my baptism. I was an infant. My son's not going to remember his. He was six weeks old. But ever since that day when water was applied to us by human hands, God applied to us the Holy Spirit, and we have been nurtured by that same Holy Spirit. And Jesus even told the Pharisees, you have to be born again by water and the Spirit. That it's so important for us to nurture that which we have been given. Now, in the Methodist church, you don't have to be baptized to be saved. We do not require that. However, it is a beautiful thing to see not only young ones get baptized, but to have the opportunity to participate in that, to give our ascension, to be witnesses, that cloud of witnesses as we are, and also to be reminded that this gift of grace is available for every single person. And I love serving in a church where I don't have to say, you're too young. I love serving in a church where little itty-bitty babies like Isla, all the way up to as old as we can get, we can baptize. And it's a beautiful thing to watch people come to the waters of baptism, to pray God pour out the Holy Spirit upon it, to have it be transformed into holy water, and then apply it. And just to watch as the water rolls over them, and so does God's grace. That's what baptism means. It's not just An initiation ritual, it's not just something we do because it makes really lovely pictures and we dress up babies. Instead, we do this because it is important. It is vital. And this is only the beginning for her. Only the beginning. And we've baptized her not only into this church, but into the church where God will be present and at work for her, in her, and through her, her entire life. That's what it means for us to take part in baptism. It's why we don't do it in the privacy anymore. We try to do it with you because we need to have it come to fruition through you. And so in a little while you're going to have the opportunity to bless somebody with water. We're going to bless all of these bottles of water and then I am going to trust them into your capable hands and God literally only knows what you will do with it. I pray you won't throw it in the trash can but I watched as some children very thirstily drank theirs. I watched as some people told me what they planned to do with it. I'm going to go home and I'm going to take this blessed water and I'm going to water my cat. Be my guest. If your fur baby is a blessing to you, bless your fur baby. I have no problem with that. But there are all these people I see all the time who are thirsty Right, All the runners and the, and the cyclists here in Crozet, all the time, sweating and powering, and I'm in my house with a coffee like, go! <laughs> Love y'all. Those people could use water, right? How about all of the crossing guards that you'll encounter? Or if you go into Charlottesville, I always see people, especially in the hot of the summer sun, standing on the median with their signs, says they're homeless, One day, it was so hot, I didn't even want to roll down the window, and I had my AC blasting, and this poor human being is standing out there. And if I had had water, I would have given it to him. What will you do if God gives you a bottle of blessing? Who will you bless? And sometimes, we fail to realize just how much that means, right? Sometimes, we just are completely caught off guard by what it means to meet somebody's need and to give somebody something that's a tangible sign of the fact that not only are you a human being, but you matter to me. And you matter to me because, first and foremost, you matter to God. That's what this is. All during the week I've had people talking to me about the little challenge I put out about feeding people, feeding the hungry And I enjoyed hearing it. In fact, one person told me, you know, you were saying something about mac and cheese, and when I went to the grocery store, I bought a bunch of mac and cheese. I'm donating it all to the food pantry. Yes. Love it. You know what else I really love about water, though? No one is allergic to water. (laughs) All right? And this church alone has really struggled around food allergies and gluten allergies in communion. But I don't have to worry about water. Right? This is for everybody. Every human being, every gender, every skin color, every age, every nation. All of us need this. And we can all have it. Because I do believe that even if I were to find myself in a country that doesn't have a plethora of bottled water, that doesn't have clean water available at the faucet, that doesn't have wells pre-dugged and tested, and hasn't discovered the glory of chlorine, that I can go to a country and I know that I will not go thirsty because Christians all over the world have heeded Jesus' mandate to give water to the thirsty. And that kind of trust is what we are sowing today. That if you are thirsty, we will give you something to drink. And we will do it because we trust. We don't have to hoard these water bottles, do we? There are churches that encourage that. We are not one of them. I didn't ask you to bring these water bottles here so that we could hide them in the back in case of Armageddon. I brought these bottles here to you because I think that they are better served out there than they are back there. And I know that if you take this, that it may not immediately be apparent what you're supposed to do with it. But I know, I know that if I give it to you, there's no telling how far it'll go. I believe very deeply in the power of water. I believe very deeply in the ability of human beings to affect incredible change through simple encounters. And I just noticed there's a place to write a name on this water bottle. I wonder what you'll write. I wonder what you'll do with it. I hope you'll tell me. I hope you'll send me emails and you'll Facebook message me or whatever it is that you want to do to tell me what you did with your water. Because really, there's no bad thing to do with it. And somebody will say, You have holy water? And you'll say, Yes. And, you, and they'll say, Where did you get it? And you'll say, Crozet. It's a holy place because God is at work here. Amen. It doesn't have to come from the River Jordan to be made holy. God didn't restrict holy water to a location. God restricted it to the willingness of the heart to use it. And today, and in the days ahead, I hope and pray, and with great confidence I say, that this is going to be yet another means of grace for someone, or in some cases, something in your life. And that you are going to be able to show the world in such a simple and easy way that the Lord provides and that we are but part of that fabric of faith. May it be so in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you again for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you found the message meaningful and we invite you to join us in person as we gather for worship at Crozet United Methodist Church every Sunday at 8.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org. To learn about ways you can connect with God and your neighbors through the ministries of Crozet UMC. Have a great week.